Welcome to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman, the podcast dedicated to helping you build the business of your dreams and live the life you always hoped for, with valuable and fun tips and info to make your life easier and more fun. And now, here's your host, a man who sprinkles metal shavings on his breakfast cereal just for fun, Jason Silverman. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. I'm your host, Jason Silverman, and I'm thrilled to share some time with you today. As you know, I'm always in the hunt for interesting as well as super smart Real Deal guests. And i got to tell you, today's show is a winner. I want to introduce my listeners to somebody who's truly been there and done that, and I'm excited to pick his brain for your benefit and actually for my benefit as well. Now, for the folks who I work with in any of my coaching programs or through Powerful Workers Character Development or All-Star Cheer Sites or even the Jason's Army Mastermind Group, you know how much I focus on you know the business secrets and tips that have helped not just me, but also helped others to su- succeed, right? Well, this show is going to help us to do just that. So today, it's going to be my honor and privilege to share an amazing resource with you. You're going to love today's guest. He's got a ton of valuable information about what I consider to be one of those keys to success that really isn't talked about nearly enough as far as I'm concerned. So I want you to strap yourself in. Today's show is going to be a blast. As I'm sure you already know, I'm committed to helping business owners just like you to become more successful, enjoy your career more, and in general, make your life significantly more fun. Folks, we only get one ride on this merry-go-round. Let's make it one hell of a ride, shall we? Alrighty, boys and girls, it is now that time. I want you to stop surfing Facebook, put away your phone, your tablet, your dog, your cat, your spouse, your child, anything that might possibly distract you from today's show. You're about to get some great and immediately implementable information, and I don't want you to miss even a second of it. So, before we officially get going, let me give you a little bit of background about our special guest expert today. Srini Rao is the host and founder of the Unmistakable Creative Podcast. He's also the author of multiple books, including Unmistakable, Why Only is Better Than Best. Srini, welcome to The Real Deal. I'm thrilled to have you today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, the pleasure is mine. Listen, before we get started, for, for those who haven't had the opportunity and pleasure of meeting you or hearing you speak or listening to your podcast or even reading your book yet, share your story with our listeners. You know, What are you passionate about? What makes you tick? Who is Srini Rao? Yeah. Okay. So those are three like sort of broad questions, but I'll, I'll try to, to condense it into a fairly you know digestible format. Um, you know, as you said, I, I host a podcast called The Unmistakable Creative, where I interview people. Um, and you know, it's not just a podcast about entrepreneurship, um, even though we have you know many guests who are entrepreneurs, but it's really a show about uh, I would say living a more meaningful and, and fulfilling life, and and you know just telling stories of people who are insanely interesting more than anything else. I mean, our guests have included bankrupt robbers, drug dealers, performance psychologists, uh, you know, they run the gamut. And, you know, I think the, the sort of mission and central ethos behind what I do is this whole idea of unmistakable, right? The, the notion that, you know, when you've done something that's unmistakable, you've created something that is so distinctive that nobody else could have done it but you. And, and what's the value of that? The value of that, of course, is that when you do something that is unmistakable, your competition becomes irrelevant because nobody is searching for cheaper, better, faster, whatever it is that, you know, people tend to compare you because suddenly you've created something that there's really nothing to compare it to. Now, obviously, that's not as, that, that's easier said than done, right? So that's probably the first thought that goes to somebody's mind is, well, that sounds really nice in theory. How do you do it? And the reality of how you do it is practice, right? Nobody starts out 
um, you know, out of the womb, just, you know, being incredibly skilled at whatever it is that they're doing or being able to create incredibly distinctive work, a lot of that is years in the making, a lot of trial and error, a lot of willingness to experiment. And, and I think the, you know, one of the, the big challenges that we face in the sort of world of, of entrepreneurship, particularly lifestyle businesses and online businesses, is that we very much we, we confuse mimicking and modeling people um, you know in an attempt to model people we often end up mimicking them which is why you often see you know so many websites that look the same and sound the same and offer the same opt-in and, and you know it, it's it it starts to feel very sort of incestuous and the thing is that there's value in learning from other people the problem is that you there's this sort of misassumption that people make that if you do exactly what another person has told you to do you'll get the result that they've promised but that fails to take into account one sort of fundamental variable in, you know, what you might call an equation, and that's the person, you, you know. And if you don't take that into account, what you end up creating is pale limitations of everything else that already exists. So as, as far as my story goes, how did we arrive at this point? It, you know, it wasn't like I said, I, I woke up and, and this was how I thought about the world. Um, you know, we started in April 2009 as a podcast for bloggers. Uh, you know, we started out, you know, with a weekly interview series on another blog that eventually got spun out into a separate site called Blogcast FM. And then in 2014, we rebranded the whole show as Unmistakable Creative because we knew that, uh, one, our listeners weren't just people who were entrepreneurs, but we were getting people who wanted to listen for entertainment purposes and we wanted to be able to reach a wider array of guests as well. Uh, so once we rebranded, you know, we got to, to talk to all these fascinating people, you know, performance psychologists, peak performance experts, um, you know, like I said, a bank robber who became a talking head in the criminal justice system. And so that really is kind of, you know, how we've arrived at this point um, in a nutshell. That makes sense. That totally makes sense. And actually, I want to go back and listen to the, uh, the podcast with the bank robber because, you know, how often do you get that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so... Tell me this. I want to dig in because there, there, there's so much here. Yeah. Personally, how do you define unmistakable? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I think the, the answer is, is kind of what I, I just echoed. But, um, you know, for me, unmistakable is something that is so distinctive that it, it's one, nobody else could have created it but you. It's really infused with, you know, your heart, your soul, um, your own sort of unique signature. And, you know, somebody can take one look at it and they can say, okay, there's only one person who could have created that. I mean, if you look at sort of anything that we produce um, at Unmistakable Creative, you can take one look at our work anywhere across the web and you'll know that it's ours. You'll know that it came from us because it's got a very consistent and unique signature to it. Everything that we do has that signature embedded throughout it. Like if you look at a book cover of ours, you can say, okay, that book came from the Unmistakable crew. If you see our album covers on the web, you'll know, okay, that came from, you know, Unmistakable. You can see, you know, stuff that we've done as eBooks and you can take one look at it and you know that there's only one person who could have done this. And to me, that's what Unmistakable is. Well, I mean, just as, as a piece of social proof on that. So my assistant had screenshotted your website and, um, I guess two album covers from the podcast and she's like, we need this guy in this podcast. Do, mm -hmm. do you know him? I was like, I, I've not, but let me, uh, let me check it out. And she's like, from the minute I actually saw like the website, it, it was refreshing. It, it's interesting that you're saying that. Um, and as somebody who owns a web firm, um, you know, I appreciate it more than, you know, it, it's, it's really remarkable how, you know, as far as I'm concerned, there are only so many ways you can organize a website, and yet you were able to actually create it in a, in a manner that I've never seen anything like that. 
Yeah, I mean, and then that's that's really the idea, right? Is, is you know, obviously you want to learn from other people, and and you know, that's that's a big that 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 really was the goal, right? Is to have somebody land on the website for the first time and say, I've never seen anything like this, um, because you know, I think the the thing that you have to realize is, you know, in a world where the internet and technology kind of rule our lives, and there's thousands of things competing for our attention, a person's attention is an incredibly valuable currency, and you know, what you're going to do to capture it, to keep it, um, and and to nurture it really matters. You know, you have to think about everything that you're doing as creating an experience. Um, because if you don't, there's somewhere else that they can go and get that exact same thing. And, um, you know, maybe from somebody they like better or somebody, somebody offers something cheaper. And, and that's why, you know, being able to create things of distinction is so critical in the world that we live in today. Um, you know, you just, you can't create stuff that, um, is similar to what everybody else offers um, because that just, you know, like we have so many options at our fingertips that when you have this many options, like being distinctive is, is really probably your biggest competitive advantage. I, I love that. I love that you're taking the conversation in this direction um, because as I'm looking at this, so many of so many of my clients and so many of the folks I get to work with, be it in the cheer industry, the martial arts industry, gymnastics, dance, whatever, um, I feel like so many of them have commoditized themselves um, mm-hmm. and they've just become that me too. So hearing an expert come out and say, you know, the importance of distinction, I mean, that really is their their unique selling proposition. We are the only one who does this or, mm-hmm. or having that unique feel. I, I, yeah. I love this. Well, let me ask a I guess follow up on that. You know, how does one create work that stands out so that, you know, you can be seen as different. Yeah. Well, you know, you brought up something I think that really is at the heart of it, right? You said that, you know, everybody has this sort of unique selling proposition idea, the thing that we do that nobody else does. First, you need to figure out what that is. Um, and if you're not doing that thing, well, that's an even bigger problem. Then you need to actually figure, you know, like, you know, if you don't have that thing, you've got a lot of problems. Um, you're, you're basically a commodity if you don't have that thing, like you said. Um, as far as, as, you know, how do you figure out what that is? So a couple of different things that I would say. One is, um, one of the big ones is what I call creative cross-training. So, you know, the visual look and feel of the unmistakable brand is largely the byproduct of a 30-day project where I taught myself how to draw. And at the end of 30 days, I realized I can't draw. Um, but the, and I documented the whole thing via Instagram, but what was interesting was that when I sat around, you know, for 30 days working on this thing, teaching myself how to draw, um, something interesting happened. I started to see things in a very different way. And I think somebody, you know, I've interviewed a number of visual artists and they said that is as a big part of drawing is it teaches you to tap into sort of a, uh, sort of level of, of, you know, awareness that you don't have when you're not doing something like drawing. So suddenly, you know, when we were redesigning the website, um, to launch as unmistakable creative and, you know, our initial designer had us go and get stock photos. I took one look at it and I said, I knew what was wrong. I said, we need to custom illustrate all the icons. And that was the beginning of, of basically giving this brand of visual voice. So, you know, whatever it is, maybe it's, you know, writing or journaling, you know, every morning, maybe it's painting every morning, maybe it's listening to music or composing music. Um, I think that, you know, you explore creativity just for the sake of it with no expectation that it will produce something. And often it gives you these very sort of pleasant surprises that, you know, you, you know, like what, what you would call moments of serendipity. And, and, you know, I, I asked somebody once, I said, this is a very strange question. I was like, can you engineer serendipity? And of course that, 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 you know, that's kind of an oxymoron, but 
at the same time, like if you're not doing things that lead to creative output, that lead to creative insight, it's going to be very hard to actually, you know, find that insight or find that one thing that sets you apart because you're not doing anything to prime your brain for it. Mm. Mm -hmm. Well, speaking of brain stuff, um, you know, one of the, one of the leading issues I've found with, with many of the, the clients I've got is, you know, they've conditioned themselves into some terrible habits. Mm -hmm. They just have, um, I'm guessing that for you, the, you know, being creative and actually doing this consistently, yeah. um, becomes a habit. Have oh, you, uh, yeah. Have you developed I mean, any sort of like, <laughs> um, short yeah, I mean, we, could, we could talk, we literally could talk about this exact subject for 45 minutes because we've just finished, we're literally, you know, uh, um, in the process of launching a course about this exact subject. I just submitted a manuscript for, uh, you know, a second book to my publisher for this. And, uh, a good amount of what I write about is, you know, productivity and, and creativity and, and yeah, habits are, are a really big deal. Um, where do you want to start with this? Because there's a number of different directions that we can go and, and yes, people do have a lot of bad habits. Um, but where do you want to go specifically with this? Cause I can talk, like I said, about this for an hour. Well, again, I, I think coming at it from the initial of breaking bad habits into okay. forming let's start positive there. ones. Yeah, let's start there. Um, okay. So breaking bad habits, first off, you know, most people in a lot of cases, like you said, there are probably people who have bad habits. They're not even aware often that they, these are bad habits. So often our bad habits seem particularly harmless because, you know, like, uh, you know, checking your phone when you wake up in the morning or checking email or getting face on Facebook, nobody's going to say, Oh, you know, like that's the equivalent of cocaine. Like if you had a cocaine habit, somebody's going to check you into rehab and tell you to get your shit together. Right. But if your habit of, you know, nobody's going to say that you have that same sort of visceral reaction to the fact that you wake up in the morning and you check email and you get on Facebook and you waste time online, which is the bulk of, of the population. Now, there's a lot of interesting um, things that happen as a byproduct of this. You know, first, uh, you know, this is something I have to give credit to Jim Quick for because he was telling me about this the other day. I mean, I kind of knew it sort of intuitively from having done it, but what you end up doing is you train your brain to be distracted because what you're doing is you've got this constant reinforcement mechanism. You know, like all of these products, Facebook, Twitter, whatever it is, Instagram, they're all designed in their very nature to be habit forming. Um, that's the whole point. Like they want you to actually make logging into these services a habit. And you know why? Because every single time that you do it, they make money um, or they have a chance of making money. And so, you know, your digital habits are probably one of the first place where you can start to make changes. And, and one of the easiest sort of simple, if you could call it a life hack, I would say is don't turn on your devices for the first hour of the day. Um, that is really precious creative time. Um, your mind is in a completely different state of mind during that part of the day. Um, you're much more likely to have creative breakthroughs and insights during that part of the day. Uh, you haven't had a thousand things competing for your attention. You haven't made tons of decisions and depleted your willpower. So, you know, I, what I do when I wake up in the morning is I meditate for 10 minutes. Then I, you know, uh, write in a couple of journals, like I write in a gratitude journal. I read for 30 minutes and then I write by hand in a moleskin notebook for about 45 minutes. And then I write a thousand words and I do that before I do anything else. And the reason that this is so powerful is it kind of sets the tone for the day. You know, it's kind of like, okay, this is how I start the day. And the other thing is that when you approach your days this way, you actually end up getting a lot more done in a lot less time. You see, most of our time management issues are attention management issues because our attention management sucks. It's terrible. If you look at it, you know, like there's a, a Starbucks near my parents' house and there's a high school there and I would watch the kids come in around 2.30 or 3.00. 
and they're texting each other from across the Starbucks. Like, that's the, the point oh that we've reached. I mean, this is no longer, you know, just a bad habit. It's, it's you know, that's at the point where it is an epidemic. I mean, we have digital detox camps, for God's sakes. Um, so, you know, I think breaking bad habits, one of the easiest places is to start there. Really look at your digital habits. How many times a day are you checking email? If it's, you know, I, I, I was like, even the president of the United States doesn't need to check email more than three times a day. And he probably tweets less than most people, which is hard to believe. Um, but the thing, the thing is that, you know, you really, like, I remember saying, I'm like, I can't see any situation in which I'd need to check my email more than once a day. And, you know, I get that there are some cases in which that is absolutely not possible, but I think that people really, I think, overestimate how much they need to have access to their email. And not only that, they don't realize that it, it like, you know, the, the thing that happens as a result of these habits is all this stuff does great damage to your ability to focus. So when it comes time to sit down to actually do your work, you're incapable of it. Like, you can't actually get to a point of depth, focus, or flow because your attention is constantly wandering from one thing to another. So it's not just about, you know, how do you manage your attention while you're working? But, you know, while you're not working, you know, how do you manage your attention? Are you constantly on your phone? That's, that's toxic, like really toxic. Hmm. You know what? This, this is, <laughs> this is actually fabulous because as a, as a rule, uh, I know that I was actually having a real bad challenge. Um, you know, I, I live and die on Facebook. It's where I do most of my marketing. It's where mm -hmm. I do most of my communication. So I know for a while there, probably about eight, nine months ago, it was, you know, I'd roll out of bed and, you know, the phone's already on and, and gosh, what happened? And there are 3000 notifications. And, you know, I found that I don't, I don't turn on a device until I've actually worked out, um, done my gratitude. So actually I'm, I'm thrilled to hear you say that as well. Um, drink water and, um, actually start my day. So mm -hmm. what a difference. It's like, it's like getting six more hours back in your life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it really, we wrote a piece on medium recently titled the first three hours of your day can dictate how your life turns out. And it's true. I mean, it, when you start your day that way, like it just, it creates this momentum and you need far less time because you're, you're you know, you're the quality of your time is much higher when you're focused as opposed to, you know, putting in all this time and your attention is constantly scattered. Well, of course, cause you, it's the equivalent of having 37 tabs open in your, uh, in exactly. your browser. All right. That, that totally makes sense. I, I, I love this. Um, tell me this. This, I, I find this to be a really telling question. Um, you're clearly a reader. So what would you say are two or three of the, the, the most important or most valuable um, brain-building books you've read? Okay, so like I, I read about a hundred books a year, um, so uh, it, that kind of comes with the territory of interviewing people and, and just being an author. But one of the probably one of the top recommendations that I always have for people is uh, Sean Acor's book, The Happiness Advantage, because it's probably it's funny because it's not just a book about happiness; it's a book about productivity. I attribute my ability to write a thousand words a day directly to what I learned in that book. Like the concepts in that book are, are mind blowingly cool. Um, and not only that, I like it because it's based in science. Sean Acor is not, you know, a life coach. He's a happiness researcher. Like all of his research has been tested in labs. Um, and you know, there's been studies done on his work. So it's all backed up by actual evidence, not just sort of, you know, inspirational psychobabble. So that's a big one. Um, I think essentialism by Greg McEwen is another one that really kind of makes you 
you take a, a look at, you know, where are you spending time on things that really don't matter? Because um, there are very few things in our lives, especially day to day, that are essential. I mean, for most people, if they were very honest with themselves, there are probably three essential things that they need to get done every day. Um, and then the other one I'll recommend is um, not actually a book, but a, a, a tool called the Productivity Planner. It's made by the same guys who make the Five Minute Journal, and I found it to be really invaluable because it, it just has you list. Okay, these are the five things you're going to do today, and the very first thing it says, if you only got this one thing done today, what would it be? And you start there, and then you kind of go down and prioritize. So that, that's the other thing. I don't think people really know how to prioritize what matters. So that's an incredibly valuable tool for that. Mm, that's perfect. Absolutely perfect. Essentialism is actually one of my favorite books of all time. So yeah. that, uh, I, have to, I, have, I have not heard of The Happiness Advantage, but that will be on, uh, on my Kindle tonight. So that's the uh, the beauty of all this technology. That's fabulous. All right. Um, so it's time for our resource of the week. So tell me this. Um, how can my listeners find out more about you and really how you're, uh, how you're making the world better one person at a time? Yeah. Um, well, they can go to our, our website at unmistakablecreative.com. They can find the Unmistakable Creative podcast in iTunes just by doing a search for Unmistakable Creative. And uh, if they're interested in books, my books are uh, on Amazon. Uh, just do a search for Unmistakable. Why only is better than best. It'll be the first thing that comes up. Perfect. All right, folks. Unmistakable Creative. U-N-M-I-S-T-A-K-A-B-L-E creative.com. Unmistakablecreative.com. Get up there now. And quite honestly, it's the experience of visiting that website is worth just going to it. So, Thanks. Um, absolutely. Tell me this. If you could give owners just one solid piece of advice to either help their business or probably more importantly, help them to live a better and more balanced life, what would that piece of advice be? Um, you know, I, I think uh, really give some thought to how you start your day. Like, you know, I think adding structure um, is probably one of the best things you can do because structure enhances both productivity and creativity um, in ways that you can't imagine. And, you know, like it just makes you so much more efficient when you have structure to your days. Perfect. Perfect. I love that. All right. Srini, thank you so much for joining me today. I know how busy your schedule is. So the fact that you would take some time out and share some of this wisdom with us means the world to me. Thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. Absolutely. All right, folks, that's the time we've got today. Thanks so much for tuning into The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. For more info about private coaching or to see if you'd benefit from one of my mastermind groups, visit me over at www.jasonmsilverman.com. I look forward to helping you achieve the success that you truly deserve. Until next time, let me leave you with this. Get out there and be the real deal. Set a goal, make a plan, work like hell towards it, and achieve the success that's waiting for you. Now's the time. Get out there and make it happen. This has been Jason Silverman, and I hope you have a spectacular week. You've been listening to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. To access the great resources mentioned in the show and for information on coaching and mastermind group opportunities with Jason, please visit jasonmsilverman.com.